Okay, so episode two, Justifiable. We both have something different now. Yay! Yeah. Woo! I stole what Amber wanted to do. Yes. I stole the Zodiac Killer because fuck you. <laughs> and this time it's only two, not three. Three. I mean, I could do three. You are not doing three. Because <laughs> uh, I have another one. <laughs> Suck my dick. You don't have one. They don't need to know that. <laughs> I think it's pretty... Okay, never mind. Never mind. Not going there. Not going there. Okay, so I'm doing the Zodiac Killer. Fancy. And this one, I'm like, I'm iffy. I was iffy about it when I started just because I know that so many people know about it. Yeah. So I was like questioning if I really wanted to do it. Well, I think it's only because everybody's heard about it, but they haven't, like, they don't know all about it. That's like, I've Neither did I. (laughs) But like, I have no idea what happened. Um, I'm trying to think of the name of something. So, I didn't get any of my sources from this, but there's a, uh, YouTube series. What's it called? I've showed it to you. What's it called? I've put you on the spot. Oh, God. It's, it's really good. It's by BuzzFeed. Yeah. Unsolved. It's called yeah, it's Unsolved. Unsolved. And they do an episode of this, and it's amazing. You should watch it, because I only have one of the potential, uh, killers, uh, because I thought that he was the most, like, that he was the killer. Uh, and I'll probably, like, shortly go over some of the other ones, just that I have from memory, so they won't be, like, completely accurate. Accurate? Good job. Yeah, I know. Um, so, the first victims were high school students Betty Lou Jensen and David Faraday on December 20th, 1968 on Lake Herman Road. Uh, they were on their first date, and instead of going to the high school Christmas concert, they saw a friend, went to a restaurant, and stopped on Herman Road. So, Herman Road is also known as, like, a makeout spot. And that's why they stopped there. Of course. It's like, no, let's not, you know, go to school and, like, do things that we should do, like, a little rock concert, whatever. I don't know who they told, but the source that I had said that that's where they were supposed to go. They were supposed to go to the Christmas concert, and then they wouldn't have died. (laughs) Yeah, but, you know, everybody's got to be original. Oh, you know, let's not go to the Christmas concert. Let's just go have lunch at this little cafe. Honestly, though, how amazing is a Christmas concert actually going to be? Depends on who's playing or, like, just going in general. I feel like more of your friends would be there. Kind of like prom. Prom sucks, but either way, your friends are there, so it's a little bit better. I thought you enjoyed prom. It was okay. Okay, then. Moving (laughs) on. Uh, (laughs) Uh, Shortly after 11 p.m., their bodies were found by Estella, and I'm going to mess this up, Borges? Who lived nearby. Forensic data suggested that another car pulled up beside them and parked. Jensen left the car first, but when Faraday was halfway out of the car, the killer shot him in the head. Damn. Fleeing, Jensen was gunned down 28 feet from the car, hit five times in the back. Ow. Just like, one's just like executioner, pop. The other one's just like, I'm gonna run for my life. It's like, yes. At least run in zigzags, like, (laughs) serpentine maneuver. Yeah. Because if you run straight, I mean, if they miss you the first time, I don't think they're gonna miss you the second time, let's be honest. So, like, zigzag, just a little. Do some fancy footwork, you know? (laughs) Some fancy footwork. (laughs) Uh, Just before midnight on July 4th, 1969, Darlene Farron and Michael Majo drove into Blue Springs Park four miles from Herman Road. 
While the two sat in the car, a second car drove up and parked alongside them before almost immediately driving off. First of all, how freaky is that? I would drive away. (laughs) I would not stay. I feel like I would just be peeved because it's like, you have all this space and you park next to me. Like that is me in like Walmart. Like Yeah, but I'm I'm a I'm an anxious person. Someone would pull up next to me in a deserted like parking lot and I'd be like, Yeah, we gotta leave. This is just weird. See, I would go and park especially, somewhere different. Especially like, when in ten minutes the car comes back and parks behind you. Yeah, see that's when I then you been, leave like, on the left. <laughs> But that's just like when you go to Walmart and like they have all the space. You're literally like the only one on the parking lot, and they're like, "I want to park right next to you. I want to be your friend." And I'm like, "I don't want to be your friend. Please get away from me." And then they're like, "Be my friend," and they pull out and park behind you. It's like, oh god, no. Because the cart port is in front of you, so you can't escape. Oh fuck. I know, right? Uh, that's not what happened this. Happy uh, 4th of July, yeah. motherfuckers. <laughs> Returning 10 minutes later, the car parked behind them. Uh, the driver exited the vehicle and approached the couple with a flashlight and a 9mm. Seems uh, like a police officer. He fired five times and both were hit. Some passed through Majo and into Farron. Ow! I'd be like, bitch, you're a human shield. What do you mean? But... Majo would live and Farron wouldn't. <laughs> I'd be so pissed in the I know. afterlife. Like, I got hit from what was inside the other person. Like, are you serious? And so he started to leave. The killer started to leave, but heard a moan and went back to shoot both of them two more times before driving off. Just shut the fuck up. I know you're in pain, but wait until they leave. Because, uh, So, bag. July 5th. <laughs> At 12.40 a.m., the day after the last killing, someone called the police from a phone booth three-tenths of a mile from the police department, claiming to be the murderer of all four victims. I like how it's not even, like, a mile out. No. It's like, I'm down the road. I killed them all. (laughs) I'm on Herman Street. So, Farron died, but Majo lived after being shot in the face, neck, and chest. He described the attacker as 26 to 30 years old, white male with short, light, brown, curly hair. Reminds me of your character that only wears the skirt. Like, my chest. Don't protect me. (laughs) Yes, yes. Oh, God. Skyrim reference. But I just told you. That's not even really a reference. I was referencing earlier before this, okay? Okay, sure. I'll (laughs) go with it. Uh, August 1st. Three letters made by the killer were received at the, I'm going to say this wrong, Vallejo Times, the San Francisco Chronicle, and the San Francisco Examiner. The letters took credit for all of the murders and also included a third of a 408-character cryptograph, which the killer said held his identity. Uh He demanded the letters be put in the newspapers or he would drive around all weekend killing people. Aren't you just a little drama queen? Well, because I've, like... I felt the need to add that because I know that some people are like, why would you post that in? Like, why would you put that in the newspapers? But then you'd be like, well, if someone's going to go around killing people, if we don't put them in might and might well not if it. we do. Yeah. Like. Um, so. On August 7th, another letter was sent, starting with Dear Editor, This is the Zodiac speaking. And so this is the first time he labels himself that, and that's what gives him his name. 
So, and usually they come up with, like, really crappy, like, serial killer names, and he's like, no, before you can give me a name. I'm a Zodiac. <laughs> me too, man. <laughs> Which is actually funny when I get onto the suspect. But uh, the Zodiac included details about the murders which had not yet been released to the public, as well as a message to the police that when they cracked his code, they would have him. August 8th, Donald and Betty Harden cracked the, cr- the cryptogram. It contained a misspelled message where the killer said he was collecting slaves for the afterlife. Because that's a thing. Damn. There was no name in the code and even said that the killer would not give away his identity because it would slow down or stop his slave collection. (laughs) Here, I'm just going to tell you why I'm doing this, not like who I am or anything like that. Hold this really quick. I've got two dogs in this house right now and I'm pretty sure one of them is messing with something in my room and I must go kill him. (laughs) God damn it, Ranger. (laughs) So she's got a Drabirian Chepsky named Ranger. And he is just messing with everything. And we're going to do a little side story. So before she woke up, Ranger was chewing on a pen, a blue pen. And it exploded everywhere on his paws. And he walked all around the bed. You can see it all like circling her bed as well as, you know, into the living room, through the kitchen, and ultimately on the concrete outside where she threw him. Yeah, yeah, he was chewing up a crochet hook. <laughs> and then this yeah. morning, uh, right, he sure. got up because other people were up and about, mm-hmm. and I didn't want to get up yet, so he started chewing on one of my shoes. So I took it and beat him with it. Not really, but you know. It's the thought that counts. Yep, <laughs> I threatened him. He didn't care. <laughs> me too. Okay. Me too. <laughs> Well, it just, it pissed me off, so I threw him outside and was like, here's your breakfast. (laughs) Nobody loves you. God damn it. (laughs) Okay, September 27th, uh, students Brian Hartnell and Cecilia Shepard were having a picnic at Lake Berryessa on a small island connected by a sand pit. Uh, A sand pit? A sand spit. I'm not exactly sure what that is, but that is what it said. So, I feel like it's just a little sand bank that, like... Yeah, hit. I just was lazy and decided not to look it up because this took me, like, four hours because there was so much information to read. So, yeah. Uh, a white man with combed, greasy brown hair approached them wearing a black executioner's hood with clip-on sunglasses over the eye holes and a bib on his chest that had a white cross-circle symbol on it. He came at them with a gun and claimed to be an escaped convict from a jail in either Colorado or Montana, where he killed a guard and stole a car, explaining that now he needed their car and money to get to Mexico. First of all, Colorado or Montana? Do you not know (laughs) where you came from? I don't know. Just like it was Colorado or Montana. I don't know. I don't know how I got here, okay? I don't know. He brought pre-cut lengths of plastic clothesline and told Shepard to tie up Hartnell before he tied her up as well. The man drew a knife and stabbed them repeatedly, Hartnell receiving six wounds and Shepard ten. Let me shoot you. Just kidding. I'm going to stab you instead. Yes. The killer then drew the cross-circle symbol on Hartnell's car door with a black felt tip pen and wrote the date of the murder and the murder weapon. At 7 that night, the killer called the sheriff's office from a pay telephone to tell them of the crime. 
He was in a telephone booth a couple of blocks from the department, and there was a still wet palm print on the phone, but there were no matches. Oh my god, that'd be so infuriating. Especially, why do you just carry around, like, a black, like, felt tip pen? Because why not? Like, why? He's because, like, I'm well, not gonna write it pre- in their blood. This Let is premeditated. He's like, maybe he doesn't like blood. Maybe he doesn't want to touch it. Maybe he's a germaphobe, but I'm gonna stab people anyway. Yeah, I didn't think about that part. <laughs> so probably not. <laughs> uh, da 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 you made me lose my spot. Not my fault. It's always your fault. Of course. Um, <laughs> Hartnell survived the attack and gave a description of the attacker, which basically was about the same of the last person. Uh, Two weeks later, on October 11th, a passenger entered a cab driven by Paul Stein at the intersection of Mason and Gear, requesting to be taken to Washington and Maple Streets. They got a block down before the passenger shot Stein in the back of the head with a 9mm, took Stein's wallet and car keys, and tore away a section of Stein's bloodstained shirt tail. You know, for keepsakes. You don't keep anything else. Just that. Three teenagers across the street saw what happened and called the police. Was the car stopped? Yes. Okay. Well, so he, he, they stopped. He shot him in the back of the head. Oh, okay. And there were people across the street that were like, oh, okay. (laughs) Okay. Uh, They saw the man wipe the cab down before walking away. So, like, they described him as being completely calm. Like, he... Shot the dude driving the cab, got out, tore off a part of his shirt, and then wiped down the car of prints and stuff. He's like a sociopath as well as a psychopath. He's a little bit of both. But Um, I mean, at least he's smart and is like, I'm going to wipe down for fingerprints because that way you can't find any. So they called the police and the police started searching for this man. And actually, Officer Don Falk is thought to have come in contact with the Zodiac based on a description of the killer later, uh, but thought he was supposed to be looking for a black man, so the killer got away. That's so fucking stupid. Yeah, so the police thought for some reason, and I'm not sure how it got that way, that they were supposed to be looking for a black man that shot Paul Stein, but the dude walked right past one of the officers. Literally everybody's description is like, hey, he's white. And they're like, he's black? He's white. Yeah, he's black. All right, black man. Got it. Got Got it. it. Going after the black people because racism. God damn it. (laughs) Um, October 14th, the Chronicle received another letter from the Zodiac, this time containing the swatch of Paul Stein's shirt tail as proof he was the killer. It also had a threat about killing school children on a bus, saying he could... Just shoot out the front tire and then pick off the kitties as they came bouncing out. I don't think children bounce like he thinks they do. (laughs) November 8th, the Zodiac mailed another cryptogram, but it has never been decoded. I feel like someone now Mm -hmm. is just gonna, like, decode it eventually, like, soon. Yeah, so there were, like, there were several attempts at it where they were like, well, I've decoded it, but if this is the right way to decode it, it makes no sense. Well, what if it's, like, cryptid, and then when you decode it, you have to decode what it was cryptid. Like, it's all just messed up. I don't know. That's probably <laughs> what it is. Safe to say, I don't know. Like, goddamn, guys. 
And not decode the decoded message. So, and then the next day, November 9th, he mailed a seven-page letter stating that two policemen stopped and actually spoke with him three minutes after he shot Stein. I like that it, like, just saying that has to be a seven-page letter. Well, I'm sure there was more, but that was the important part. Like, sounds like a school essay. Write this one moment, but fill it with seven pages. I hate having to do that so much. (laughs) It's the most accurate thing right there. I know. The night of March 22nd, 1970, (laughs) Kathleen Johns was driving to visit her mother. She was seven months pregnant and had her 10-month-old daughter in the car with her. The car behind her began honking its horn and flashing its headlights, so she pulled off the road and stopped. The man from the car approached her, saying that he saw her right rear wheel was wobbling and offered to fix it. The man did the work and then drove off, but when Johns pulled forward to re-enter the highway, the wheel almost immediately came off the car. So basically there was nothing wrong, and he's like, pull over, something will go wrong. Yeah, let me loosen some nuts and bolts on this wheel. Thanks, man. The man returned to drive her to the nearest gas station for help. See, this is my thing. The, like, maybe it's just because I'm suspicious of everyone, but this dude stops me says that my tire, well, first of all, I also know how to loosen and tighten a tire, so this wouldn't happen. He'd be like, your tire's loose, and I'd be like, okay, thanks, I can do it myself. Get lost. (laughs) And then, but even if that wasn't the case, even if I couldn't do that, and I turn to pull back onto the road and the tire just almost came off i'd be suspicious of something be because he just him. he just said he was gonna help me and then my tire comes off like what the fuck basically like clearly he's up to something Plus, like this isn't I feel right like you can tell when your your tire is like wiggling i feel like you can tell you can but maybe she just didn't think about it she's how seven months pregnant I don't know. Maybe she's like, it's just my baby kicking my insides again. I feel like that's a little different than my car going. I know. <laughs> like, that's not, that's not yeah, how yeah. it works. Uh, but yeah, if he came back, I'd be like, I'm real scared right now. I'm not gonna. Especially I'm seven months pregnant. I would And not. I have my daughter with me. Uh, no, no. I'm just gonna call me a taxi, man. My 10-month-old daughter? Is that what it said? Yes. My 10-month-old daughter. Nope. No. Nope. Oh, how quickly did she get pregnant again to have a seven-month-old? Uh, she had three months, three months later. Wow, she'd been busy. <laughs> she'd been busy. <laughs> I know that's the comment. She'd been busy. Anyways. <laughs> uh, she and her daughter climbed into his car, and during the ride, he passed by several service stations and didn't stop. For about 90 minutes, he drove back and forth around back roads. When he finally stopped at an intersection... Johns jumped from the car with her daughter and hid in a field. The driver searched for her using his flashlight, telling her that he wouldn't hurt her before eventually giving up. I mean, at least she's smart enough to just be like, and like jump. But imagine like if you did that and like landed on your kid or like you killed your baby. Well, they were stopped. So I I don't imagine that she actually jumped. I imagine she opened the door and got out, but. And just kind of like sprinted away. Yeah. Waddled away. I don't know. I bet she could probably sprint. No. Most most pregnant people, once they hit around, like, month seven, depending on, like, what they look like, they really can't. Maybe. Maybe. Unless they were, like, really skinny and then just kind of have, like, the little baby bump. Because not everybody, like, blows up like a balloon. But if she was, like, 
massively pregnant, yeah, I don't think she could actually run. She could waddle her life away, but I mean, I don't think she could run. (laughs) Well, she went to the police, and they had her wait while they got her car, only to find that it was gutted and torched. Yep. So the dude went back to it. He was mad. Uh, So the Zodiac continues to send letters to authorities, including a my name is Cypher, a diagram for a bomb to blow up a school bus, and several more letters to the post office. He has a thing for, like, school buses and children. Yes, he does. Uh, October 30th, 18-year-old Sherry Jo Bates spends the evening at a campus library until it closed at 9 p.m. Neighbors reported hearing a scream around 10.30, and Bates was found dead the next morning a short distance from the library. I like how nobody went and was I like, know, right? what's that I was scream? Just that. Like, they're like, nah, whatever. I don't care <laughs> enough. She was brutally beaten and stabbed to death with a man's watch. What am I saying? And a man's watch with a torn wristband was nearby. The watch had stopped at 12.24, but the police don't think it has much to do with the case. A watch just doesn't, like, stop randomly. I know, but they think that she was killed, like, hours before that. Well, I could assume she was killed hours before that, but I don't think a watch just stops for no reason. True, but, like, then you have to question why 1224. Especially if that's not the time that he murdered her. Yeah, but maybe he, like, came back around that time. Like, you don't know. Nobody went and like, I'm just gonna stop this this watch that I lost. Well, yeah, because when you stop a watch, you have to... Depending on what kind of watch, you have to just pop the thing. Yeah, but I mean, that's hard to do in general when you're trying to do it, so. True. Uh, A month later, typewritten letters were mailed to the police, and the author confessed to the murder of Bates, providing details not given to the public, and then said she is not the first and will not be the last. Because that's comforting. (laughs) A poem was also discovered carved into the bottom side of a desktop in the library, and the writing resembled that of the Zodiac. (laughs) First of all, how do you do that? If it's under a desk, without looking, how do you write a whole poem and nobody notices? Well, because it's saying under a desktop, so I'm assuming it's the old school, like... that lift up? That lift up. But still, you're in a public library. (laughs) Surely there are other people that are going to notice you carving something Mm -hmm. on a desk. Yeah, but has that ever stopped anybody from doing that in school in general? I guess not. So... I I don't know. I just feel like, you know, they're all relative adults, at this point, so they would, you know, go to the library staff and be like, by the way, just so you know, there's this really weird dude that's, like, carving some long-ass poem on on one of your desks. Yeah, Don't know I if mean, you care that much, but, but it's happening. But that's, like, if I saw some, like, creepy-ass dude just over there, like, carving, like, something under a desk, I'd be like, no, not, not, not about it. I don't. I don't want you coming after me, dude. Maybe I'm just thinking people are better than they are, and I'm, like, hoping that yeah, they would say something. they're not. Especially because most people don't really care. They're like, meh, freak, and go back to what they're doing. Okay, I'll, I'll accept that. I'm good with that. Well, I, I mean, I just... Uh. <laughs> no, people suck. That's kind of what we've yeah. established, like... So, Donna Lass was the next victim, and nothing but her sunglasses were ever found. That's scary. What did he do with her body? Well, the thing is, is, like, are they sure she's dead? Like. Well, I assume since she's never been found, yes. Well, that doesn't mean jack shit. Most people can, you know, run away and never be found. Or be, you know, kidnapped and never be found. See, 
It's when I'm with you that I wish I would have researched this more. I'm assuming there's, like, blood or something that they found suggesting that she's dead. Yeah, but that's just, like... I mean, we can assume that she's dead and that they are assuming he's like she's dead, but like unless there's like hard evidence that there's a body. If there is enough blood, it's almost certain that the person is dead. Well, you did have somebody who survived getting shot in the chest, neck, and face, as well as like six stab wounds. Like two separate people. So I feel like there is the possibility she could be alive. I assume she's dead. <laughs> For her sake, we hope she's dead, but, like, if not, you don't know, maybe he's like, this one is the one that shall carry on my legacy, and, like- That'd be really weird. Exactly. So, that's, that's I what I I don't think mean. that's the case, but- It could be. That's what a lot of killers do. They're like, I'm gonna kill a bunch, and then they're like, murder family. And then what? Like, what killer? There's a lot of them. Like, they're not, like, serial killers that are, like, well-known about it, but yeah, people that, like, start to become serial killers. Then how- Okay. Okay, dropping yep. it, dropping it. <clears throat> Drop it. Uh, after, that la- after that murder, the last letter of the Zodiac would be sent. It praised The Exorcist as the best satirical comedy, and the writer <laughs> left the Zodiac symbol at the bottom of the page. He just, he just wrote to them and was like, The Exorcist, love it. See, she, he didn't say anything about Donna, though. Who, but why? Why Why would he? Because he's told everybody else, hey, I killed these people, this is exactly how I killed them, and left details. Nothing was said about Donna, except for the but exorcist was awesome. But there's also no proof that this actually came from the Zodiac, other than the writing is similar. But still. Um... He said nothing about Donna. Poor Donna. <laughs> Donna is dead. At least now. I hope. For some reason... That is the last letter and supposedly the last killings. So the person that I think is most likely to be the killer is Arthur Lee Allen. Uh, He is a suspect because he was near Lake Berryessa during the attack and he came home with a bloody knife and blood on him, but said that he was just uh, like fishing or diving or something like that. And his friend reported to the police that he had spoken of a desire to kill people, called himself the Zodiac, and secured a flashlight to a firearm for visibility at night. First of all, this is a weird dude. Uh, Alan was fired from his teaching job after allegations of sexual misconduct with students. The Christmas concert? <laughs> Maybe. I don't know what school he went to, so. <laughs> but uh, police obtained a search warrant for his house and found a Zodiac brand wristwatch and he lived minutes away from one of the first victims and a couple of other sites where people had been killed. So, uh, they also found, like, and I didn't put this in, but I do know about this, is that, uh, they found drawings for bombs. So he wasn't kidding about, like, school bus bombing. Yeah. Oh. And they found, like, a lot of sexual toys and, I forget, something in his freezer. They found something in his freezer. Watch the Unsolved video and they'll tell you. It's absolutely hilarious, too. But they'll, they'll talk about uh, more suspects as well. Why was he called the Zodiac when it has nothing to do with, like, Because uh, it was sign. a Zodiac brand wristwatch. Oh, okay. I was like, it does have So the... If I remember this right, the Zodiac brand wristwatch has that symbol on the underside of it. Oh, uh, so it wasn't like Zodiac, like astrological, but more like yeah. this is a watch brand. It that could I have enjoy. been for that reason, though. We don't know. He was 
as far as we know, never caught. My dad likes to think that uh, you don't know if he was never caught because he could have been really dumb and like robbed someplace and got caught for that, but not for the murders. So, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah, but he seemed really proud about like showing off that he did things. So I feel like if he would have gotten caught for something like that, you would have told like an inmate. He would have told someone, or he would have started leaving symbols somewhere, or would have been like, you know what Donna was this, and like would have just like made side note comments. But then you have to wonder why it stopped. Why did the killing stop? Maybe he got bored. Well, we don't know about Donna. I love that you're so stuck on that. Well, what about Donna? Well, like, every other murder was like, here, here are details. Here's proof that I did it. And then there's just Donna who, like, disappears. There's no body. Nobody maybe, knows anything. Maybe that's he why he stopped. Anything. She was his last victim. Maybe something happened, and that's why he stopped and never said anything about it. Maybe he knew her. You know, things like that. You just, you never know, because he's... He's not, as we know so far, been caught, so yeah, you can't but it's know. also you have to think about, like, if you want to say that she was his last victim, we don't know if she was actually a victim. We all would like to assume, but, like, we don't know for certain, unless I, uh, I don't know, but I don't know for certain that she actually died. So maybe that's why he stopped. He's like, this one, this one is mine. It's like, oh, God. I feel like I have to look this up now. Let's have some elevator music. Look this up. Da, 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 no. Okay, you can stop now. Um. Da, 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 da. She wanted to go to college to be a nurse. <laughs> oh, that's sad. Uh. So her she was listed as a survivor in the 1973 obituary of her father, but she was listed as deceased in the 1982 obituary of her mother. It's hard not to conclude that hope for her survival died with her mother. What happened to her? According to uh, the official missing persons page, Donna Lass was last seen in South Lake Tahoe. She left her residence without her vehicle or personal belongings. Lass worked as a nurse at the Sahara Hotel Casino. Her last entry in the nurse's logbook was at 1.50 a.m., and although her car was found parked at her apartment complex in nearby uh, State Line, she wasn't seen after leaving the Sahara. The next day, an unknown male called her landlord and employer, stating Lass wouldn't be returning due to a family emergency. The call was a hoax, and there has been no trace of Lass ever since. So they only say she's dead because she never found, like, they never found her. That is why they say, oh, she's been missing for a while when her mom died, so let's just put her as deceased. Well, so this is also, a part in this says that, of course, none of this sounds remotely like the Zodiac Killer's kind of, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, thing that he does, so you'd have thought that really, that there really ought to be some good evidence out there linking the two, given the longevity of this of these claims. There's apparently a Donna Lass cipher. The cipher first appeared on a reward for information poster with each cipher shape underlined by hand. It's unclear to me whether the underlining was originally designed into the poster or whether it was added by hand of the poster in the only genuine copy of the poster we have. Uh, da da da. So the, the cipher makes it seem as though the Zodiac took her, which would 
make it assume as though she's not alive because he hasn't really intended to leave anyone alive. Um... Yeah, but he kept switching his, like, yeah. style of killing. So at first it was like, I'm just gonna shoot you, and then I'm gonna stab you. That's the poster. Hmm. That's done alas. Um. But that's like, yeah, there's no, like, hard evidence that she's dead. Yeah. So basically, if she was not dead, that really sucks to be Well, her. see, and I also kind of think, yeah, there is a cipher, but... You know, he never took any victims. So what if it was somebody else? And that's why the body isn't there, is because he took her, killed her elsewhere, and then hid her. I mean, there's also that. But I mean, he liked leaving Cypher, like, messages. And they don't know if that was on, like, the original thing. So, and I don't... Has anybody ever cracked the Cypher, did it say? No, I don't think so. So, that's probably what it is. Plus, like, near the end of his killings, he started taking stuff. I mean, eventually, yeah, he gave the coat tail, like, the shirt tail back. But, you know, he started taking stuff and doing stuff and letting himself be seen more. You know, I doing guess. stuff out in public. I just don't understand why, if it was the Zodiac, the body hasn't been found. I mean, but like I said, we're assuming she died. Well, at this point, it's safe, like, this many years, you know, later, that she is dead. Uh, especially because he'd be, like, uh, 70, 80, or dead. <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, some people live, you know, longer than that. As well as, you know, a lot of people go under a different identity. Especially if they're kidnapped. Kidnappers will, you know, change their name. Like, change the person's name, get them documents, or just hide them in their house. Mm-hmm. So, you know, assuming that she was never, like, killed, but, if but that, like, held. If that was the case, uh, and I didn't go through all of the, you know, suspects, they searched most of the suspects' houses. Mm-hmm. So she couldn't have been with them. But either way, like, nobody's found a body. We would like to assume that she was killed, if not escaped. <laughs> But, yeah, I don't think we would be able to, like, list her as deceased or, like, a victim, I guess. Of, like, other than that, I'd have to say that she probably was alive for a while. Yeah, I don't know. Mm. One of life's mysteries. We'll never know who the Zodiac Killer was. We'll never know how Donna last died. Poor Donna. (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) Okay, is it your turn now? Yeah, so what I found funny was that, what was it, Herman Street or whatever? Herman yeah. Road? So I'm talking about H.H. H. Holmes, also known as Herman Webster Mudgett. Oh! I remember that you told me a little bit about this, but I totally forgot that you were doing this person. Okay. Yeah! Um. So Herman Webster Mudgett was actually known later as Dr. H.H. H. Holmes. But why? Do you um, know? I do know, actually. Are you going to talk about it later? Um, I was just going to do a little bit of, like, some knowledge and then go into it. Um, so it's said that he had, he claims he had over 200 victims. Um, we only know that he had over 27 from 1886 to 1894. Wait, he claimed he had over what? 200. Oh, shit. <laughs> so they don't, they don't have a confirmed, but it's also, like, once you see what's inside of this little, like, castle of his... You know why it's not really confirmed. 
Okay, okay. So uh, I just want to say that I will be asking a lot of questions just because I've never heard of this. Yeah. Like, I've heard of this murderer, but I've never, like, <clears throat> read details about it. I've never been told mm-hmm. anything about it. So, so sorry if it. it's a little, you know, like, repetitive or annoying that I continue to ask questions, but I've never heard this before, and I'm excited. Yeah. Um, but, so this was over a period of eight years. Okay. <coughs> Excuse me, I'm You're dying. gonna die. Right. Um, <laughs> he was actually arrested November 17th of 1894, and he was executed by hanging, which actually, instead of the hanging working as it was supposed to and, like, snap his neck, he actually suffocated over 20 minutes until he died. Um, well, he probably deserved that fate, so, you I know. I mean, you're not wrong. So, when he was a young boy... He was, you know, abused by his father, all this great stuff. He was a good student, so he was bullied. I just still love the way that you put that. All that great stuff. You know, he was abused, you know, all, all of this, but it's great. It's all good. <laughs> um, he was bullied because, you know, he was actually really good at school. Um, but I never got that. Why would you bully someone that's good at something? Because they're stupid. Because <laughs> okay. people are stupid and they're right. insecure because they're not that smart. Okay? Okay. Okay. But um, as he grew up, he, you know, I don't have the university's names, but he graduated high school. He went to one university, um, and he dropped out and went to another one for medical. Um, You know, anatomy, the human body always interested him. And as he, like, started doing this, he would actually take cadavers and he would mutilate them a little bit and then sell them uh, for life insurance, claiming them to be this person or that person. Oh, um, for a minute I was like, how do you sell a cadaver? But okay, that works, yeah, I people, guess. people sell cadavers <clears throat> to, you know, medical schools and hospitals and skeletons and all this great stuff. They sell cadavers to skeletons? That's interesting. No, they... S- <laughs> I know yeah. what you meant. I know what you meant. Ah! <laughs> no, um... So, he moved around a lot, and he met his wife. I can't remember her name. We're going to call her Angela, because that sounds familiar. Um, But he married Angela when he was about 20, and they had a kid. And when his kid was about two, I want to say, he abandoned them. And he abandoned them and moved to... Uh, God. Uh, I'm just gonna say he like town hopped basically and he married two other people he had three wives in total all like of- I was gonna say at the same time yeah he never divorced anybody isn't that illegal no you can do it a okay. lot of like polyamorous I guess for some reason that. I just thought that that was illegal no it's not but um he married two other women um I think he killed his second wife Um, Well, damn. That marriage didn't end well. Right. But he actually moved to Chicago, Illinois. No! Yep. I've been there! No! Yep. Um. Why do you have to disgrace Chicago, Illinois? (laughs) Not not like there's anything like that great about Chicago, Illinois, but still. (laughs) But he moved there, and he actually changed his last name to Holmes in honor of Sherlock. I was going to say, he wants to be Sherlock. Yeah, actually. But, so, once he got there, he started working at a pharmacy. 
um, with this older couple, and the man had cancer, and they lived above the pharmacy, and he said, you know, to the woman, you can continue living here after he passes if you let me buy the store. Um, she said yes, and then after her husband passed, he actually murdered her and left her upstairs. Like, left her body upstairs? Yeah, it was decaying. How do the people downstairs not know that? Uh, they kind of figured it out later when her body was rotting, but he had already basically, like, the pharmacy, he'd shut it down, moved out, and started actually building on the plot of land across from it to build this, you know, murder castle, which is actually a hotel that was, I want to say it was about five stories high, and... <clears throat> okay, I've not I don't know anything about what's in it, but is yeah. it weird for me to say that I kind of want to go in? Uh, you can't anymore. Well, what the because fuck? <laughs> it was burned down after he was captured that, that and then bulldozed sense. the remains. That but this sense. would have been really interesting if it was still standing because it was built almost like a labyrinth. The hallways led to nowhere, but it also led to just about anywhere you wanted to go. There were staircases that led down and went to nowhere, that led up and didn't have any, you know, didn't go anywhere. Doorways that led to, you know, just a wall, rooms that had no door. Um, Okay, so just kind of the reason I'm interested in this for the listener's point of view is that uh, here in Springfield, Missouri... We have something that's called the Hotel of Terror that opens up every year around Halloween. And I've gone with Amber, what, just once so far? Yeah, just once so far. And it's relatively scary, I guess you could say. It changes every year, and I find that kind of interesting. And it is like, what, three stories? Yes. But it doesn't feel like three stories. No, it, it feels, feels like, like one continuous story. Thing. Like, yeah. It feels like you're just walking across... But you're not. You end up at the very top where and you so slide down. That's why I think that it's so interesting mm-hmm. to be able to walk through this place. But you can't. At the same time, I'm sure there were, like, traps everywhere. And I'm <laughs> sure that that's why they probably bulldozed it down. Well, actually, um, two men came at night. They don't know who did it, but they actually set the place on fire. Okay, then never mind. <laughs> so it's not like it was purposefully like, this should not be here. Otherwise, they probably would have turned it into, like, a cool museum or something. Uh, I don't know about that, but yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I would have. I would want to go see that. (laughs) Me too, but... But mostly just because I'm weird, so you know. But yeah, there were rooms that didn't have doorways or, like, doors. They didn't... There were doors that didn't have rooms. And all rooms that were in the hotel were only accessible from the outside. You couldn't, like, go in and then leave. That is so weird. How do you have continual business with that? Um, so what would happen is... Um, there was actually, in 1893, a World Fair was coming to Chicago. It was known as the Columbian Exposition. Um, so it had, like, the first motorized car, um, like, this world's largest chocolate statue. Ooh, that wouldn't have lasted long. I would have eaten that. Right. (laughs) But, um, and so he would tell people, you know, it's cheap rooming here. Yeah, because I kill you. And then I could just steal all your money after. Basically, and that's how he got a continuous flow of people. Because rooms were always opening up. Um, But, like, this is another thing I'm interested in. Is that he has to have, like, a lobby of some sort. And that has to look normal. Or you would walk in and be like, yeah, I'm not staying here. And you leave. No, the very first floor was just shops. It looked like, you know, you walked into a hotel. 
Yeah. Oh my god, mm-hmm. I love that. What they didn't know is that there was a basement under the first floor. No. That had acid vats. A cre- no! Yeah, it had a crema- like crematorium. Yes! It had, oh my like, god. It had doctor's tools. Like it. No. Oh yeah, there was a lot of fucked up shit in the basement. I still love that that's my response. <laughs> no! no! Um, actually, it included like soundproof rooms. There were secret passages. Well, yeah, you'd have to. Um... Okay, I also I also want to say I'm sorry. This isn't a this isn't okay. We don't condone this, but, but it's, it's amazing. Awesome. Yeah, <laughs> but the the only part we're excited about is how crafty this person was. Not okay. not the murder. Yeah, um, but the rooms had like trap doors over like laundry chutes. So once he killed someone, he could walk in, throw their body down to the basement, and walk out. And actually, some of his victims would be like half alive. Because he would leave them half alive, throw them down, and then go and experiment on them in the basement. No. Oh, yeah. Oh, Oh, my God. It even had, like, vats of quicklime, so he could just throw them in and suffocate them. Oh, that's not cool. Oh, yeah. Um, I find that less cool. No. Mm -mm. Yeah, he was actually the only person who knew his way around the place. Like, nobody else knew. Um, He had a partner in crime-ish... I'm not going to say his last name right, but it almost sounds like Pretzel, but it's like Petzel. (laughs) Pretzel! Mr. Pretzel! But he ultimately ended up killing Petzel and two out of five of his kids. Because Petzel was starting to be like, I want to be more in on this, I want to know the works of this place. And he was like, no, I built this, this is mine. basically. Um, And he would take the cadavers and the bones and he would sell them. And hospitals would actually, like, he got, he would start mutilating them so bad, hospitals would tell him no. I don't want this body. And so he was making a shit ton of money off of life insurance. Off of, like, workers that would work there, he would kill them and take out life insurance on them. Um, Mostly young women. Um, So there was that. He would take out life insurance as well as money for, like, the cadavers. Oh my god. Oh yeah. But some of these rooms... Like, there was a hanging room where you would walk in and it would immediately flip you upside down. Ooh, that's um, cool. Like, right? not cool, but cool. Yeah. There were rooms that were um, ironclad, like, behind wallpaper or whatever. The floor was, like, clad in iron, the walls, the ceiling, with blowtorches behind them. No! And so people would slowly be burnt. How the hell does he know how to build these things? I have no idea, but he's insanely smart. Because you know. You know he can't have had, like, a contractor. Because they'd be like, why do you need a room with blowtorches? Yeah, but he was also insanely, like, wealthy. All he had to do was get someone to build it for him. But the thing is, is he would give them... He would give them it piece by piece of how he wanted it. It wasn't like, here's a blueprint of what I want. Build it. That's ridiculous. I just... Oh, my God. And they would have, yeah, blowtorches behind them. So people would slowly burn to death and then be incinerated in there. No! <laughs> oh, yeah. He had gas chambers. Oh. So, mm. um, as he wanted, he could remote control the gas in there and just suffocate them. And he also had a large safe that, you know, it's really big, but once you get in there, it feels really small. And he would put people in there and starve them to death and oh. suffocate them. Um, Not cool, man. Oh, yeah. Not it, cool. It was weird. I also love that on your piece of paper, you just had something labeled fun facts. Yeah, that was the fun facts, is that he was the only person that knew, like, the nooks and crannies. And, yeah. Um, it was basically, like, 
life insurance scams. But, yeah, he, like, nobody knows exactly how he killed people. And that's why it's not confirmed that he killed 200-plus people. I could see that, though. Because, you know, they couldn't get in the quicklime, you know, acid vats, you know, destroy everything. He had the crematorium. So, you know, he could honestly get rid of bodies very easily. So he he even told them. How did he get caught? Um, He actually got caught. What was it? It was after he killed his um, Petzl. It was after mm-hmm. he killed them. Because he didn't do it in the hotel. And he oh. got caught for that. And he... See, I don't understand how he didn't get caught sooner because somebody goes into a hotel and you never see them come out. Yeah, but it's thought of because it's the World Fair. So it was just a bunch of tourists. Yeah, but after so that was gone, from... that can't have lasted... Like, if it lasted past then, like if it had, mm-hmm. that it it couldn't have gone on for too long. Well, yeah, but the thing is, is the World Fair, nobody's really paying attention of who's going in and out of that hotel. Yeah. So, there is that. But he told people, um, he told the police, I've killed over 200 people, um, just all of this stuff, as well as he told them, like, I was, you know, born to be a murderer, just like a poet I could is, see that. Like, I was inspired to be a murderer, just like a poet is inspired to write. I don't know how I feel about that. But yeah, he was <laughs> fucking crazy. And that's why nobody knows exactly what happened. Because after he was arrested, it, two people were seen going in the building and then setting it on fire and leaving. And nobody ever caught them. So the remains lasted maybe two more years until it was bulldozed down for a post uh, office that's still standing today. Because you definitely want to be a post office over that place. Right. I just wonder if they, like, carved the basement out or something. Maybe the post office has a basement now. That would be horrifying. I wouldn't go down there. Well, you know, a post office that has a basement for regular post office things, not, like, for bodies. I still wouldn't go down there because, you know, hauntings and shit. Excuse me, there was an acid vat over there and where we sort the letters just imagine, over there. Just imagine being a newcomer there and your boss is like, <laughs> just so you know... Because people say weird things happen. There was an acid bath that used to be there. There was a suffocation pit over there. You know, just tortured right there. But just don't worry about it. Don't don't worry about that. We're built over a place said to have killed two hundred people. Just don't think about it. It's okay. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. (laughs) I might work there just for that. Like you know, right? (laughs) Just to be like, I want ghost hauntings to happen. I want to see it. I'll stay after. I'll close up the place. Who cares? As long as I don't die, Um, I'll do it. And for everybody who is kind of interested in this, um, it's actually what American Horror Story Hotel is based off of. Uh, Hotel Cortez, as they call it. Which I don't think that was the original name of the hotel, but I could be wrong. But, um, so if you watch that, it's definitely not focused around the hotel, I'd say. But you do learn some interesting facts if you watch it, so... I wish it was still standing. I want to go visit it. You little creeper. (laughs) Well, (sighs) I understand because I would love to go visit it, but still. Yeah, I wouldn't visit it and, you know, not be freaked out the entire time. I'd be, like, shitting my pants while I was there. But I want to go see it. Well, actually, I don't know that I would because what if we get lost? That's, That's exactly why. Because if it wouldn't have burned down, they were (laughs) Maybe not. Yeah. 
Because if it wasn't burned down, they were originally going to bulldoze it anyway. Because nobody they, they, knew. Like, yeah, they couldn't, couldn't figure a way around it. Yeah, they couldn't go through without like people getting lost left and right and dying. Oh, yeah. Because even if it wasn't like... You couldn't get out of a room. So if you were to walk through hallways and walk into a room, you couldn't get out. Surely there has to be a way, because what if he walked in and, like, there was a draft and the door closed? Then he'd just be stuck in there forever. Yeah, but he knew the nooks and crannies, so there could be secret passageways. There could be so many things he could have done. Yeah. But nobody else knows. I'm just saying that I think there probably was a way out of those rooms. The normal people just didn't know them. Probably that, or, you know... There's probably also a way to stop all of the traps in case he did get stuck in there. Probably. Well, some of them were remote-controlled, so he would literally be the one to just be like... Boop. Yes. There you go, you're dead now. Yeah, because, I mean, you're not going to walk in and be like, Holy shit, my shoes are, like, burning off my feet! And yeah, like, you walk in, in put all your room. stuff down, go, Oh, this is such a great room, right down on the bed, and then all of a sudden, flames. Yeah, like, that's not... And you're like, ah, how much would he have to spend to refurbish all of those rooms for the people to walk in for two seconds to see it? Yeah, but remember that he was pulling life insurance claims? True, Which are, like, hella money. Plus, he was a doctor, and he worked at a pharmacy. Yeah, but how much money could he have saved to just not furnish the rooms? Granted, he could not have. Maybe they just walked in, got stuck, and went, well, what the fuck is this? And then died. Probably. Who knows? Probably. So, I have updates for the channel that my best friend here, Amber, does not know about. Oh, surprise. Not Probably not really, probably but... Not. <laughs> uh, so, upcoming, so coming soon, I'm not sure when, but I'll definitely in one of the videos say if it's, like, out or not, uh, there will be a Patreon page to support us on, Ooh. and I was thinking, I'm not sure about this one yet, of uploading these to YouTube. So, but it won't be, you know, it won't be a video of us unless we decide to do that. I think what, if we do YouTube, it'll be more of images of the killers killers and and like things they used and like. But I'm totally not tech savvy, so we'll see how this goes. I'll attempt to be tech savvy, but ultimately we might have an editor YouTube kind of portion of our team soon. Yeah, because I was in college computer apps, but I wasn't good (laughs) We, well, we weren't doing, like, YouTube stuff anyways. We were doing, like, PowerPoint shit. So I'm not tech savvy, and I don't know anything. <laughs> we'll figure it out, though, guys. So we'll, we'll see you we'll next time on episode three of and check Justifiable. Out, check out our movie edition Yes, that, that we're also actually... filming today. Are we doing it today? Or yeah, we're, like, we're going to do it today. Hey guys, it'll be it'll be uploaded probably Tuesday, if not tonight. So Oh, are you kidding me? I'm excited. It'll be up for tonight. <laughs> we will see you on episode one of Justifiable Movie Edition. Yay! And we'll see you on episode three of Justifiable Killer Edition. Bye! Bye.